0: which is better a clock that is right only once a year or a clock that is right twice every day the latter you reply unquestionably very good now attend i have two clocks one doesn't go at all and the other loses a minute a day which would you prefer the losing one you answer without a doubt now observe The one which loses a minute a day has to lose 12 hours or 720 minutes before it is right again. Consequently, it is only right once in two years, whereas the other is evidently right as often as the time it points to comes around, which happens twice a day. So you've contradicted yourself once. Ah but, you say, what's the use of its being right twice a day if I can't tell when the time comes? Why? Suppose the clock points to 8 o'clock. Don't you see that the clock is right at 8 o'clock? Consequently, when 8 o'clock comes round, your clock is right. Yes, I see that, you reply. Very good. Then you've contradicted yourself twice. Now, get out of the difficulty as best you can, and don't contradict yourself again if you can help it. You might go on to ask, how am I to know when eight o'clock does come? My clock will not tell me. Be patient. You know that when eight o'clock comes your clock is right. Very good. Then your rule is this. Keep your eye fixed on your clock and at the very moment it is right, it will be eight o'clock. But you say, there, that'll do. The more you argue, the further you get from the point, so it will be as well to stop. Hush Geldenys, welcome to the Drawing Corps podcast. That was a story called The Two Clocks by Lewis Carroll. Um, and uh, you're hearing at the moment a little different musical background to the usual piano of the Drawing Corps universe. This is Pope's of Town," And... We're just having some music in the background, it's like if we were sitting around If I invited you to my living room, we would put some... I would put some music on the the stereo uh, speakers and um, we would have a wonderful conversation, maybe drink some wine, maybe eat some beautiful mm, little little, tiny tiny things prepared by uh, me in advance of you coming and we would, um, we would kind of have that happy atmosphere. I don't know if you also are someone who likes to have music on in the background. Um, in fact, I am someone who finds it sometimes difficult not to have music on in the background. I feel like that space needs filling. I think I am in fact quite hyperactive in many times and it would just not do to have silence. So I like to have music on quite a lot and if you are, also one of those people you might know this um, sometimes the music or the conversation in the room has, has maybe gone a little bit sour in a way or people maybe don't feel as happy, a little bit tense and then you realise ah, it's because the music is a little bit like this now and you have to rein it back to something more chilled and everyone suddenly gets much happier unfortunately if you like I like uh, enjoy the hardcore techno it's very seldom that the music that I love matches the hoped for conversational atmosphere. But this is Popes of Chili Town, it's some scar, it's got quite a lot of energy. Not sure if it works with a podcast like this. What do you think? Let me know. It's just uh, this is just this is just a kind of burst of drawing this this week because it is, it is one minute past last week right now, so I'm one minute late in uh, making this podcast, uh, supposedly the weekly Drawing core podcast, and I've uh, had a bit of a role of recording without re-recording recently, and there's something very vibrant and vital in this, because it's a very directly presented work of art as it comes, it's very organic and it's very unfiltered and it's very... intimate because of it. Whether it's achieving the goals of the drawing core, uh, only you can tell for you. But um, I feel pretty happy with it and I wanted to just do stick to the weak thing set this out, just see what comes up. That story from Lewis Carroll was just uh, grabbed from the shelf mere um, moments before recording and I just found a story that was short enough and I have three poetry books in front of me. We're going we're gonna to pick uh, three random poems. We're going to scatter them in this podcast. Otherwise this podcast is about nothing, about very little. Um what I thought, the idea of um, I, um, I mentioned last week Connor Habib's podcast talking about how he was reading one book every day and how when you read one book every day your brain starts to make connections between very disparate texts and starts to sort of produce something new and exciting and very stimulating, inspiring, invigorating da, 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 because you, you are squeezing so many things into a short space and your mind cannot help Being a human mind cannot help but look for patterns and find patterns. Maybe even even when there are no patterns there, kind of create patterns. So this podcast might be a little bit like that in progress. So if you take something from this Lewis Carroll story and you take something from a poem later and you take something from one of the songs in the background and you take something from the kind of bollocks that I'm talking and uh, maybe you find a, your own pattern around them. So it's is quite, quite a high energy one. We, we don't actually do chilled very well with the Drawing Core podcast, I have noticed. And the podcasts in which I've invited you to sort of switch off and not worry too much where it's going have been rather difficult to do that in because they've been quite intense, focused bollocks. And this is not dissimilar, I have um, a a peak, peaking energy a a lot of the time, and especially when I record, I'm excited, but I have a sleep-deprived peaking energy now, and uh, four minutes past midnight is definitely the time I should be asleep, but I'm dedicated, committed, doing a weekly podcast, gonna do it every week but I definitely had as much party as I could this weekend to so the extent that I drove to a, a, a little bit of road where you can see very good view and it's in fields field basically. Um, opened the car door um, to create my own small rave with the car stereo speaker system and uh, me uh, and the scenery. Um, just because I needed a little bit more party than was afforded to me at the actual parties that I went to, such is my addiction. This weekend it comes with great excitement. I really feel like this January month—not that other Januaries are not like this. Maybe it's uh, maybe maybe every month is in fact like this, but I feel like this January has lots of nice, squeezy, bouncy potential energy that's being massaged and loosened out in some kind of smooth streams and some kind of electric zaps and whatever else um, comes into your life, there are these good bursts of energy and I think January for me is really picking up speed and pace and I feel like the year has started 20 days after it uh, supposedly did already, so that's big success. I'm so much happier than I was last week, Um, I'm kind of more ready, and several exciting things are happening, Um, and I will share with you something that um, happened on Friday here, no Friday, Saturday here, so yesterday, um, in Bradford. I visited Bradford, the city of Bradford, Bradford, the city. I visited there and went to a uh, streaming by Is Dead. Uh, Is Dead are a group, a collective in Bradford who do streaming shows every month, one a month. And this was a, a DJ collective takeover called Putting in Work. So they streamed DJs. What was very, very interesting about this was the setup was so cool and they had a green screen behind the DJ and there were people doing live visuals for behind that or some people had prepared visuals before which were playing behind them while they DJed and there was also a virtual reality headset and two kind of handsets. And you could use these as a kind of markers or spray cans inside your virtual world. So people were we are we actually creating some art inside a virtual space and then that's your, your, what you're seeing in the headset can also be put onto the green screen behind the DJ so the potentials there of like layering different kinds of live art um, visuals and music um, and then also having the creation of a virtual live art space this is very exciting stuff and it may well mean that I have a project that goes, I can work on a project there with them, which hopefully will be some sort of exciting news. I feel like the podcast might be a good way to share kind of creative process. I've mentioned it before, but at the moment I have uh, pieces, bits and pieces, um, but my main consistent creative output is this podcast. I would like to create a significantly substantially sized creative project for myself to uh really yeah, work on go to town on um be some dedicated disciplined hard worker but i need the motivation of a solid plan idea so maybe over the coming drawings we are wondering together what we can do with virtual reality poetry theater maybe I thought, I mean, very, very simply with what we already played with yesterday, you could be writing words in the virtual space that would be appearing behind the performer. Um, So you can do live arguing with the words of the performance and the words appearing behind on the green screen, or you live, you know, kind of conversations or thoughts coming from, like, someone that's standing there or sort of, like, subtitles, translations, live what people are saying that would be very very fun um, uh, but the other thing that I wanted to share from this experience of the Is Dead uh, stream is um, that with this technology there was only a few people actually there for the party, it wasn't a proper party really and the guys said that even if there weren't that many people watching live within a couple of weeks they will have hundreds of hundred thousand watches they get people from all over the world watching their streams not necessarily live but in the couple of weeks after that's a huge number of people and I very rarely have felt the power of technology as a kind of grassroots tool but this is like a DIY space which is because it's not party and because it's these cutting edge technologies there is some funding that they've managed to eke out for it but they've been, they're doing it quite ad hoc, they're learning as they go there is no one else who is doing this kind of shit to teach, Um, so this is pioneering stuff and everybody there was pretty down-to-earth sound, not very career-driven arts people which, I mean, my experience in theatre has sometimes disappointed me in this way. Because you have people who are very pushing their agenda, want to get their project off the ground. And, um, you can sometimes feel like even an accessory to someone else's passion projects, in the worst cases. But these guys were all very, um, these people. I've, um, I didn't correct myself earlier, I've used guys, um... Back in the early podcasts, I was uh, saying that I'd like to not use guys to refer to a gender-neutral group of people or a mixed-gender group of people um, because it's a male, masculine word, guys, and that's not reflective of the group of people that I'm talking about. So the group of people that is dead people were all very much... Grassroots minded DIY scene kind of people Appreciating the fact that we're making art together and what it can do to bring people together uh, Or to do something interesting and challenge what's out there, which I think is the exciting base that we all kind of enjoy art from so This is really kind of telling you all about this as a sort of shout out to them and their cool shit and also as it might be a, something that comes back to this podcast because we try and instigate a project there. It could be even it could be even a drawing core project. Who knows? Um, I'm going to read something um, from Sappho. I'm read a poem uh, by uh, Sappho. So uh, this is from. Um, two thousand, six hundred years ago. Um, let's see. Okay, let's see this. The collection is called Come Close. So, come close, you precious graces and muses with beautiful tresses. Here is the reason. It is wrong to play a funeral song in the musician's house. It simply would not be decorous. How you pronounce that? It's not decorous. Decorous, decorous, decorous. I think. Come close, you precious graces and muses, uh, great graces and muses. These are. Sappho is one of our muses today. Sappho is one of our graces today. Lewis Carroll is another of our graces and our muses, and we are trying to come close and chat this weird sort of high-energy gossip. I wonder, um, what can possibly come out of this. I've realized that a lot of people not so good at taking care of their time when it's when it's just them time. A lot of people are not carving out minimal spaces, spaces to do nothing in when I drove to the road and listened to some music today this, this is me thinking that I'm quite good at this I'm like lucky to have that as a something that I can, I can do but other people I've been talking to often you just find that hold on a minute whoa whoa your brain is just still working and working and working even when you're meditating you're kind of following a meditation regime and it's kind of always putting pressure on yourself. I've realised in the last couple of weeks how much of a difference it makes to be in a social situation with um, a group of people or to be in a social situation with just one other individual. And that those moments of being one-on-one with someone, just like you have to really carve out some proper, minimal time just for you, You really need to do that I think with other individuals in your life or at least not need to do it but it's so, so valuable and there are so many things that get in the way of that. Unfortunately, because we are capitalistic and we are consumers and we are quite good at this and the world is quite well designed for this, it's often, for me, very liberating to go and have a meal with someone or go to have a drink with someone in a a bar and It's interesting because you 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 start you could start you can start to see maybe like the more capital you have, the more able you are to form good connections, even to form good connection with yourself. You have much more resource by having financial resource. You have much more mental health resource and also relationship health resource, which is kind of unfair, isn't it? Kind of unfair. But whatever your situation, another call, as we have called for in this podcast a number of times, do nothing. Do some nothing tomorrow. Do some nothing right now. Just stop really, stop listening to what I'm saying and let it fade into the background. Oh, I watched a good film um, last week called uh, The Network, which you may well know that there's a sample from it. Um, uh, let's see if I can find it. Um. We know things are bad I'll do my best impression of the character We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy, it's like everything everywhere is going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radials and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not gonna leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, goddammit. My life has value. There's your, um, speech from the, from the network there. Um, I feel very, very hyper today. This is a to be an interesting podcast to release out into the world. But, um... Uh, I've forgotten why, why I was uh, sharing that with you, in fact. Um, but uh, there you go. Um, so uh, yeah, it was about doing nothing. It was do nothing. Like this character, this uh, it becomes this kind of prophet. And it's a super interesting film because um, he he as a prophet, he often is like shouting, "Don't listen to me." Turn off your TVs. If the TVs are just lying to us, it's not the real. It's not the truth. We substitute t- truth for television. All of our kids and uh, all of our lives now are just ruled by television. But he becomes such a has such a cult following that people just continuously uh, watching their television to watch him. Ironically, and he he doesn't he doesn't realize this as more, as it goes on more and more. He gets kind of also sucked in and absorbed, and you can see how. Um, in within this television, within this um, television world, within this capitalistic world, uh, this 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 resistant idea kind of ends up getting eaten, and then sort of eats itself, um, and gets gets all kinds of corrupted. And yeah, there's this, there's this pull watching it of like you, you feel an excitement to be like, yeah, I'm gonna. I feel rebellious and revolutionary, and also. The more I do this, the more I'm kind of... The more I follow my passion, the more I'm doing it in this certain way that in fact is just playing into the hands of the business and the, and the consuming world and the uh, big industry and all this shit. There's a nice tension in the film playing with those two those two feelings. Um, but yeah... Um, do do nothing tomorrow so do nothing now turn this off and like actually do nothing but you I think you actually need to practice this so you're not in fact being you're you're not doing that meditation in the sense of being productive and sort of checking it off and putting pressure on yourself to meditate that's what you want to try and avoid I think you you just get better at that slowly Um, so just yeah like kind of be giving it a go um, I would suggested to one friend, this practice can be like when you're doing something that you know you don't absolutely need to do but you need to do it maybe like soon, like in the next few weeks or like, it's, you know, it's a thing, like you've got to kind of do it um, making a deliberate no in your mind even if it's just for five minutes and just turning from whatever that is and doing either nothing or something a lot more trivial and frivolous and a good thing to have at hand is a sketchbook, piece of paper some pens, just doodle. Doodle is, doodle is. We will free ourselves by way of the doodle. I'm now going to read from *Deaf Republic* by Ilya Kaminsky. Um, as with Sappho, as with Lewis Carroll, I'm reading pretty much randomly. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be uh, very. Interesting, okay. A dog sniffs. Morning. In a bombed-out street, wind moves the lips of a politician on a poster. Inside, the child Sonia named Anushka suckles. Not sleeping, Alfonso touches his wife's nipple, pulls it to his lips, a milk. Evening. As Alfonso steps onto Tedna Street in search of bread, the wind brittles his body. Four jeeps pull onto the curb. Sonia is stolen into a jeep as Anushka cries, left behind as the convoy rattles away. The neighbours peek from behind curtains. Silence, like a dog, sniffs the window panes between us. Okay, that was um the heaviest part of the podcast it would seem um and maybe i'll maybe we'll just leave it there. I think it's a perfect time to leave it and also the the track um that's just about to play um that would be playing i'm i'm gonna this is this is um crossing all kinds of uh Uh, timelines now because I'm currently listening to 14 Time by Popes of Town but when I've uh, finished recording this I will go back and take that out of the recording that you are listening to now so what you would be hearing now is 14 Time but I actually wanted to share this at the end of the episode so it seems like it might have come to a perfect time to just finish there leaving that silence like a dog Sniffing a window pane between us. Just leave that there. Thank you for joining the Drawing Core podcast. Another a bit of a more of an experimental one this time, in a way. Hope that it was enjoyable. Take care. Be compassionate to yourself. Be compassionate to other people. Oppurum sizi. Osliurum sizi. zaman Seviurum sizi. Hadi bye bye
1: What's going on? So i listened to Sky since 1991 When she ran one, no, you're in another gun But a Sunday gun with comfy slippers and a legal gentleman Relax with the chaps with my air Max on Check get about that web up on BBC One And this is not Kingston, this is London, England Over my, over my, over my Dead body, what are young man I do The manager by what he does. When Ace sports as well. Cause no one's going to hell. Got an existential dual, I will. As much as the manager by what he does. When I sports as well. Cause no one's going to hell. So we don't even know where to play that kettle drum. to the out of Oscars See what's going on. Today. I listen to Scott since 1991. Room one, by even one. Do you know what you're boxed at the League of Gentlemen? Relax with the chaps with my air Max on. Just get about that web up on BBC One and this is not Kingston. This is London, England. Over my... Over my... Over my... Dead body. Driving around and I hit myself. to your father. Listen to philosophers as young paul Sartre because he knows what you're after and really he knows what a rapper is. He knows there's nothing after this but it's don't this. I said, now listen to your mother and now listen to your father. What about philosophers as Jean-Paul he knows what you're after and really he knows what a rapper is. It knows there's nothing after this. Secrets a life, I'm gonna keep it in my pocket Got the keys to the city and turn up. I'm gonna lock it There's no one in our of the LDN When I was getting in again, I said the secrets her life I'm gonna keep it in my pocket Keys to the city and turn up. I'm gonna lock it Turn up. there's no one in out of the LDN While well, I was getting in again, I did the 14th time And we still carry on With the base of the base of like the good, like Robin Hood, and Mariana need Scratch Perry will be proud of me